0: She is immortal. A thousand years old. And she cannot
1: die. A creature of legend. Like the Raven.
0: A thief who stole the sun and the moon. They sent a warrior to bring her back. He found her. Together, they brought back light to the world. I was a cop. To me, she was just a thief. Another day on the job. But she wasn't. She changed my life. Changed everything. And both of us knew from that moment on, nothing would ever be the same. And welcome into Let's Watch Highlander. This is Let's Watch Highlander, The Raven, Episode 4, Immunity. And here to talk with you about it as we are every week, I am Travis, aka TV's Travis, over there. That is the Audi Norman. Audi, how are you?
1: Doing all right, man. It's starting to get cooler for Georgia here. So, and I'm, uh, for those who don't know, I've gone through a little weight loss. So I don't have as much insulation as I did before. And <laughs> so that cooler feels even cooler now.
0: Yeah, we started getting the cool temps, uh, as we often do, and then for whatever reason today, it jumped back up into the upper 60s, close to 70 Mm -hmm. for some reason, but it was storming. I woke up, and Mm -hmm. uh, this morning, there was a lightning strike probably within a mile and a half of my house. Oh, wow. And I know that because I saw the flash out the windows, and then Mm -hmm. I felt the house shake. Yeah. Been there, done that. Do not like a shock wave. Yeah. The shock wave was very close. I had that happen to me.
1: I had that happen to me years ago as a camp counselor. And I had an Indian camper run out of a place to go to the bathroom and lightning struck. And I was just like, that's way too close. This kid better hope I don't catch him and kill him. (laughs) And then, like the next morning, it was day. like, "Yeah, the tree up there at the hill got struck by lightning." It's was like, "I remember exactly when that happened." <laughs> yeah,
0: I had it happen driving one day. I was driving by um, our waterfront, um, and it struck out in the the bay. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, but it wasn't that far out in the bay because right. the thunder matched the lightning strike, mm-hmm. and my car shook on the road. Yeah. And I got like the static shock feel over my entire body. It was that close. Yeah. I mean this thing was probably less than a mile from me. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. When you can't say Mississippi between the the flash and
0: the sound. (laughs) No, that is, that is close. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much enjoying the fall weather. I've been getting out to walk. I'm working on that, uh, that same kind of weight loss thing, trying to, Trying to get some of that going, so mm-hmm. getting outside and walking, and it's so much nicer when it's like 60 degrees and below to oh, go yeah. walking. Uh, well, we have uh, episode four of Highlander the Raven, and uh, it is, actually, uh, I, I think this one is a step up from last week.
1: I would agree. I've got some interesting opinions about this one, though, as I was thinking about it, so this is going to be an interesting I have one some... to talk about
0: i have some thoughts on it as well um both kind of silly nitpicky things as well as uh like well what what's going on here um Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah um i think uh i think for now what we do is we jump right into it what do you say heck yeah do i know you stefan collier
1: i'm sorry i don't remember
0: you don't know me but i know you i do do tell born in Normandy, early 9th century. Your mentor was Rebecca. Your preferred method of sword fighting these days is light broadsword with a little hapkido. Should I be flattered? Alright, so we open up with uh, Nick in his, in his bronco, tailing some guy. Guy comes out of an office mm-hmm. building with his briefcase and, of course, not looking suspicious whatsoever.
1: Right. Um, that was, again, my exact note. Not suspicious at all, Nick.
0: puts his, The guy puts his briefcase in the trunk of his car and then gets in it and takes off, and Nick follows him in the biggest car in the city um, mm-hmm. from about 20 feet away. So, again, very inconspicuous. Um, they get to a spot somewhere else in the city, and the guy gets out not and, and suddenly has his bag with him. Like, it's just in his hand. So yeah. he, they, they made a show of, of him putting it in the trunk and checking it, because he checks the bag, and he's got like, this little metal cylinder, mm-hmm. and he makes sure whatever papers in the cylinder and then puts everything in the trunk and closes it but then when he gets somewhere he just got it again so continuity some script supervisor was off that day um a little bit but the guy gets out and uh still looking very very quote inconspicuous makes his way into a park and nick follows him again not very far behind with a Mm. camera and a huge lens on the camera too yeah so Nick finds a spot to hide, and he the, the guy meets a woman in the park. They have a heated conversation um, about whatever clandestine thing they're doing when she pulls a gun and shoots him right there in the park in broad daylight. So yeah. Nick, Nick comes flying out and tells her to freeze, and uh, that's when she pulls out
1: diplomatic immunity
0: because she works for the embassy of Romania. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> So she calls, she claims that and Nick um, picks up the cylinder that the guy had because she couldn't get to it yet. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Uh, and then we cut to our opening credits.
1: Which I have to say with the opening credits, this is one I now skip.
0: Yep. I do too.
1: I don't usually do that for most shows, but this one's just like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Skip. It,
0: we'll have to have a conversation sometime at length about these opening credits because they're, they don't make sense. Yeah. They, they just, they don't. Maybe they will by the end of the series. I doubt it. But that, that'll be something, that'll be a conversation for the final episode. <laughs> sure. Um, so Amanda, we see her out doing some shopping and she feels an immortal nearby. So mm-hmm. she kind of ducks around a corner and then shopping bags are gone, sword in hand. Uh, she comes into an alley and confronts the guy, confronts her. Um, his name is Stefan or Stefan Collier. And mm-hmm. boy, does he know all about her? He's got a PDA. He's got a very early, like Palm pilot. Yeah. And he's got a list and he knows all about her. He knows where she was born or, you know, she knows who her first teacher was, her fighting style. And she's like, dude, I don't, I don't know you at all. I've never met you before, mm-hmm. but she's on his list. He is calculating and has done the statistical analysis to determine what immortals he will challenge and when. And she's next on the list, and uh, he knows that he's stronger than her, and he's just going to continue getting stronger. That is that is his thought. So uh, they start to fight, um, and yeah. I kind of I kind of like this first fight. Um, we'll talk about, but uh, she ends up getting away, mm-hmm. runs off, heads back to the apartment. So, she gets back to her apartment, and Lucy is, of course, like, "What? how, how are you? What's going on? And she kind of snaps at her. Yeah. Um, and basically tells Lucy to just go visit her niece somewhere or just just leave. Just get out. Go away. Um, which kind of makes Lucy sort of go off in a huff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to Nick's in the park playing some b- pick-up basketball when Bert shows up. Our, our friend Bert from last week.
1: Hey, Bert's back.
0: Yep. Uh, so wants to find out what what's going on and if Nick got the materials or not that he was sent to, to retrieve. Of course, Nick right. is annoyed by how everything went down. He's like, you got me in the middle of an international incident. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but he did get them before the police showed up. He walked away with that somehow. I, we're just going to hand wave that. We don't care. Um, yeah. Apparently, Bert's company that he runs as more than just a security company like we were kind of led to believe it was just sort of a private security firm for like celebrities mm-hmm. last week yeah it's more than that i guess there's espionage involved now <clears throat> who knows what
1: just general gun for hire for whatever you need <laughs> i guess
0: yeah so uh nick is taken off he's ready to leave and bert's like hey I, the job's not done i need you to do something else and nick tells him no just go pound sand right and gets in his bronco Uh, Bert jumps in it and tells him that he needs Nick to break into the Romanian consulate because they only got phase two of the plans and they need to get phase one that are in the consulate. Mm -hmm. Nick's like, uh, she knows what I look like, dude. If I go in there, she's just going to shoot me on sight. Bert's like, no, no, don't worry. I'll I'll keep her buried under red tape because Nick asks Bert, look, what about,
1: diplomatic community
0: and you know isn't that going to be a thing and uh Mm -hmm. like no no no, i'll keep her i'll keep her under wraps don't worry so but then he he drops the last bomb which is uh, oh by the way you need a partner because you're going in undercover during a party as a husband and wife so who do you got that could do that and then we cut uh, of course. back to the apartment and there's Amanda with Lucy calling her out. And I like this. Lucy's like, look. This was great. I know what you're doing. I know I know what's going on. Talk to me. And Amanda's just like, not having any of it. And Lucy won't let it go. She's just a she's a dog with a bone. She's like, no, nah, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You're going to talk to me. And Amanda tells her, it's some dude named Stefan. I've never seen him before. Uh, she's genuinely worried. And, uh, She's like, I can't run from this, blah, blah, blah. And Lucy's like, y- You can today. Like, run today, fight tomorrow, fight in a month. Right. That's fine, but run today. And that's when she feels Stefan coming. And she's like, You know what? You're right. And they bolt. And Lucy, I guess, just gets away. Who knows? She just, yeah. we, we forget about her for the rest of the episode. Um, and Amanda leaves the building perfectly timed to when Nick is driving up. Yeah, <laughs> which I loved. So uh, Nick drives up. Amanda comes up. Hey, how you doing? Nick's like, uh, we need to talk about something. She goes, Great. Hops in. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love, I do love Nick's reaction here. Boy, that was too easy. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But they take off uh, just as Stefan is coming out of the the building, catches the license plate and pulls out his laptop in his car to look up and do a DMV record check. Who's your friend, Amanda? So we learned that this guy's got well, at is, least some sort of, I don't know, money and, and resources of some kind.
1: I was going to say, with a computer that talks to him and tells him exactly what he wants to know without barely typing a key.
0: Yeah, no, that was pretty impressive. That's some uh, that's some great tech right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially after that first episode or second episode where the computer stuff was at least plausible, this one felt yeah. very crazy. Yeah. Um, so they go and they meet, um, they meet Bert and he gives them all the details about their little mission, what they've got to do. Uh, Amanda's sort of mm-hmm. reluctant. Nick's like, no, look, I'm not doing this without her. Uh, she, they eventually agree to do it.
1: And I, I just gotta say, I love how Bert has qualms about Amanda being a criminal, like
0: considering what you're about to do, dude. Right. Really? Yeah. Oh, hmm? I know. It was that was pretty funny. But um, yeah, he's like. They eventually agree to do it. Bert takes off. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll send the rest of your stuff. You know, blah blah blah. Um, and then Amanda feels an immortal coming. She knows it's Stefan, so she bolts. She heads for uh, uh, Holy Ground because there just happens to be a church right there, which is mm. you know lucky for her. And Stefan is there and he tells her that he's, that she's the next on his list, that he lives his entire life by order and numbers. Um, he, he's, the cheese is sliding off of his cracker. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was
1: funny when she called him out on it. Like, what'd you do before computers? And he's like, an abacus. It worked.
0: Yeah. Um, like, he, okay, dude, he even tells her a story about how he killed his first mentor. Um, mm-hmm. because the risk reward was, was there. So this guy's a little nuts. Um, but he he is relentless, and he just tells her effectively, "I'm coming for you, and I'm not going to stop, and I'll find you wherever yeah. you go." Uh, you know, it took me years to track you down. I almost had you in Paris, but now you know, a couple years, which was a nice little nod, little callback. Mm-hmm. So Amanda says, "Fine, we'll do this job." And they go to the consulate. and They're getting ready for the party, and while they're getting ready for the party and going over all the the tech you know, the spy gadgets and spy craft stuff that they got, which is great because she's getting, like, you know, uh, electrostatic-free gloves and parabolic Mm -hmm. microphones and all the stuff she needs, and Nick got his dinner jacket and a note to not trust Amanda. Yeah. That moment made me chuckle. Um, But we do see Bert go meet Marta uh, in jail. Mm -hmm. She's sitting in a holding cell, and seems like they know each other. They've got some sort of a past. We don't know what it is. And uh, also, Bert, not only does he not just have a security company, but this dude must have some connections, some resources, because he's keeping an international diplomat held up in jail for, like, 36 hours, just shuttling Mm -hmm. her around in, like, regular county lockup jail, too. Right. Right. Uh, she hasn't, I don't think she's even seen her lawyer at this point. Like, and
1: no, because she hasn't got her phone call yet either.
0: Yeah. And even the, uh, the, the, um, cops in the jail are like, Who are you? And he's just the Easter Bunny and he wanders away. Mm. Like, I don't know who this guy is or what he does, but it's, it's interesting. So Amanda and Nick go to the party. Um, at first, they're looking around the consulate. They find the door that they believe will lead to where they want to go. But then security shows up, uh, like the head of security. So they have to yeah. pose as you know, the newlywed couple they're supposed to be and go to the party and dance and whatnot. And then they meet that same security guard again who just so happens to be uh, well-versed in the field that Amanda's character that she's playing is, uh, right. is also supposed to be. But it gives her an opportunity to pick his pocket uh which when nick finds out chastises her for it and i loved her response to that like well you brought me here to steal stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's like not wallets but they go back to the room she took it to dust for fingerprints yeah so she could get his fingerprint off of his wallet to use to get into the room they need to get to amanda's not dumb Ooh. um so now they're going after the stuff right so they go to the room they get in with the fingerprint uh they find the safe which was inside of a refrigerator they had a little mini fridge yeah. in the room amanda recognized right away what it was which i i thought that was kind of neat like it's the brand she said which i can totally see right like somebody who's oh, yeah. done that would would see that refrigerator and be like oh yeah nope that's one of those fake ones it's like being able to spot Mm -hmm. the fake rocks that people hide keys under right hide a key rock eventually you just know so now she's working on um cracking the safe um nick tells her we've got 54 minutes until the next uh security sweep and meanwhile as this is going on we see stefan's car kind of drive by and we cut to Marta, who's being shuffled from one jail cell to another. And now she's walking along with some prostitutes that are also being shuttled around. And we see her, you know, noticing the wig of one of them. And the girl with the wig noticing the sapphire ring that she has.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the next
0: time they get out of the paddy wagon, oh, Marta is all dressed up with this nice blonde wig. And she doesn't have a ring anymore. Yeah. So basically, she she figured out a way to get out of jail, right? Because it just yeah. so happened that she worked with the call girl who was going to get bailed out mm-hmm. at the next stop, and bailed out by just like, hey, someone posted your bail. You can just leave. You don't have to sign anything or do any paperwork or nothing. Just it's that easy. Go away. <laughs> <I had> to... <sighs> so Marta leaves. And she goes back to the consulate. And Nick and Amanda are still trying to get into the safe. She can't get into it. Um, But they realize that they're out of time. So now they're hiding on the ledge of the window, outside the windows, when Marta comes into the room and finds, oh, the plans weren't taken because they couldn't get into the safe. Right. So Nick is like, well, we got to get her. We have to get these plans. We have to stop her. And while they're out on the ledge, Amanda feels Stefan nearby. So Amanda's like, I don't care. I'm out. And she's ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And Nick's like, you can't leave. We're doing a job. You've got to stay for the job. And this was a moment that I really enjoyed in the episode. We're going to talk about in a little bit. But Amanda realizes, because yeah. she asked him, like, well, why did you even want me on this thing? You, you barely like me. You know, you don't trust me. Why, why did you want me on this, this little mission with you? Uh, and then she figures it out that Nick wanted her specifically because he thinks that her being an immortal – Means that she can't die, even if things go crazy, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't have to go through losing a partner again. She's a partner; he yep. can't lose the way that he lost his last partner. And because, and she has that realization when Nick tells her to leave because Stefan is there, and she's worried. And he has the realization that yes, she can die. She needs to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So she decides she'll stay. And help him out. So they go to out and wait for Marta. They're going to get the drop on her. I love that. Where he's like, I'll get the yeah. driver and the security guard. You get Marta. And then it ends up being like four security people around her. as yeah. she's walking out. But she stops halfway out to go back inside for reasons. Never, never said. When Amanda feels Stefan is near again. And she's like, I'm going to go after him and yeah to which nick
1: Nick is like that's fine i can handle this alone i was like really (laughs) yeah really
0: nick well amanda goes to fight stefan they have a a fight but he gets the upper hand on her and he's about to take her head when nick decided he wasn't gonna stick around for marta he goes he follows amanda shoots stefan knocking him Mm -hmm. into the pool and then grabs amanda and is like come on let's go we got to go get her Amanda, of course, protesting, you can't interfere, blah, blah, blah. Well, Nick doesn't know anything, Mm -hmm. so of course he's going to interfere. Yeah. But they end up uh, getting out of there, stealing a car, and they're following the limo um, that, I guess, with a 30-second head start, they suddenly have no idea where it went. Right. Uh, They drive until morning when they call Bert, because it it was night when they left, and it's morning when they call Bert. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Bert's like, there are six airports in the area. We don't know which one she's going to. And uh, I love that because they say that, and then Nick says, well, she's in a hurry, a helicopter. So apparently with six airports, there's only one helipad wherever they are. To get to Bermuda?
1: Is that what he said?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, um, where the heck are they? I haven't figured out what city this is supposed to be. Because like, Cause... Bermuda is like a two-hour flight from New York, but I don't know that a helicopter is making that. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think so. That's a long ways. That was an interesting nugget. And if it's like the only other city I could think of would be Miami, but Miami's right. not any closer. It might actually be farther from Bermuda. Mm-hmm. So that was very strange. But they they know exactly what a helipad to go to. So they of course nick and Amanda get there and stop Marta um and get her uh get the the other set of plans from her. Um Yep. Of course, when they confront her and uh, Amanda comes walking up, she's like, who are you? And uh, Amanda says, well, I'm with him. And she turns around. There's Nick. And immediately Marta goes into
1: diplomatic Community And I so uh, Amanda's
0: response. <laughs> Amanda's Amanda just sucker punches her. And that's it. It's over. Uh, so they get that just as Bert and the cavalry arrive, because, again, this mm-hmm. guy's just connected. Who knows where? Yeah. So international incident, whatever, I got the cops here. Um, and and you two can just leave. Like, nobody's going to question that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Amanda decides she's going to go take on Stefan. She can't let this go because she has started to explain the game to Nick. You know, right. What the game is and how it works. Uh, just a little bit. But enough that when she tells him she has to go do this, he doesn't stop her. Not that he could anyway, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get one last little bit with Nick and Bert, uh, where, because we get more, uh, another moment between Bert and Marta. Um, and he doesn't arrest her. He lets her go. Right. Because things will be worse for her. If she goes back to Romania, she lost like $5 million in whatever spy deal she was doing here. Five million mm-hmm. in, in hard currency. So, Nick is like, why are you letting her go? He goes, well, what's going to happen to her is worse than than jail here. And Nick's like, there's something else you're not telling me. And he goes, yeah, she's my ex. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sure, why not? All right. Uh, And then we end the episode. So Amanda does confront Stefan in in another uh, misty, um, like, steam-filled alley. And they fight in Mm -hmm. silhouette. And then we cut to Nick and Lucy are at the apartment. They're waiting. They're worrying. When Amanda just walks in. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's all good. She's all happy. Lucy's like, I'll open champagne. And Nick is glad to see her. And then it's like, all right, I guess I'll leave. And as he's leaving, Amanda just tells him, hey, we should do this again sometime. And episode ends. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh kind of a straightforward Highlander episode. There are some things I really liked in this and there are some things I have questions about. Um, yeah. As I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. You killed him. The risk-reward ratio made it viable. You never even saw it coming. You're good, Amanda. But I'm better. I do believe that this is a better episode than last week's. Um it's still stuffed pretty full. Uh but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as overstuffed as that one did. Things make more yeah. sense in this for the most part. Yeah. Um I what agree. were some what were some things that you liked about this one?
1: Well, it felt I finally felt except for that first bad kiss when they got caught by security. After that point in this episode, I actually felt chemistry between the two of them.
0: There was was a little bit. Oh,
1: there's some, Hey, you guys can look like you like each other. That's (laughs) nice. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was a good episode. Okay. Here's my big thing about this episode and what I, my biggest qualm. Okay. We didn't need Stefan at all. I know this is a Highlander show, but we didn't need that part of it, I don't think, at all for this episode to work.
0: So I see what you're saying. Um, I will disagree a little bit, and here's why. We're four episodes in. Nick doesn't know anything really about immortals except that Amanda can't die. Mm -hmm. And so I do feel like there needs to be something that has stakes for Amanda in this episode to make that scene in the hotel room, the consulate room work. And I think the problem is, is that the character of Stefan really deserves his own show, like his own episode Mm -hmm. um, to go into. But there needed to be something that had stakes for her because that moment that moment in the room after they've tried to uh, crack the safe and they failed and then they go back to the room. That moment was what made this episode work for me because it's that realization Amanda has of, Oh my goodness, you wanted me here because you think I can't die and therefore Mm -hmm. you won't lose a partner. I'm the only re like, that's the reason you have me here. Right. And then understanding and figuring out that no she could actually die that night because of Stefan he's willing to say fine you can you can go like he doesn't want anything to happen to her Mm -hmm. and I liked that moment And I think without Stefan that doesn't work so you know
1: agree to disagree I, I think I'd be okay with the whole just her realizing like her realization of him wanting a partner that can't die is all we needed for this. I don't think we needed the other part. It works. It helps, but.
0: Well, you could do it. I guess if you did, then she can't fully explain the game to him. And therefore, there's no reason for him to let her potentially walk away. So it. I, I don't think it would have as much impact for her. I think it's. it's Amanda's realization that mm-hmm. he's worried about her as well as um, wanting her around because he thinks that she he won't lose her as a partner. So sure. it's a weird way for him to work out his trauma is basically what it is. Yeah, it um, is, yeah. I actually think that the Stefan stuff is fine because I kind of like the mixing of sort of immortal things going on concurrently with mortal realm stuff that isn't intertwined, mm-hmm. like they have nothing to do with each other. Sure. I'm fine with that. I think the whole Burt Marta, that didn't need to be there at all. there didn't need to be any sort of uh uh personal thing for Bert unless they're yeah. gonna, unless they're going somewhere with Bert that we don't know yet,
1: or just give us more of what the heck's going on like don't tease us with it the whole episode say she's my ex at the very end and just drop it yeah, like that was the thing I was like, okay, something's going on. Are you gonna explain it? Nope, you're not okay, great.
0: it feels very much like a like mystery box storytelling that can drive you nuts right mm-hmm. now it's only one right. episode of that but to tease it throughout the whole episode and give you no payoff like unless they're mm-hmm. going to go somewhere with it later that's really annoying
1: especially with a recurring character that is like here here's Bert he's back okay so he must be important are we going to learn why he's so important no no but he's important he's somehow. important
0: and boy has got some influence I I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. But that was, like, having him be part of it, having him run whatever's going on, um, all that was fine. It was that extra layer of, like, she's my ex, and, like, we didn't need the scene in the jail. And we didn't necessarily need him talking to her again. Like, just that, Mm -mm. that just felt, like, a little bit too much. And it it got to the, it went past the realm of silly, which the show already does, in a way, so... Um, that's what i would have cut if it were anything um but i just that moment in the in the hotel room was great because it gave us that was that immortals moment right that's that that mm. moment that crosses the the paths and sort of gives us because it, it is something that we haven't really explored before of mortal and immortal being together where cuz usually when we get that what we get is um an immortal with a mortal, and it's it's out of love, right? That's usually what we see. Mm-hmm. And there's something with the immortal where they they cherish that time because they know that the time is going to be fleeting. So it's right. sort of, it's it's that whole thing of like you know humans and dogs, uh, immortals and mortals, or like um, somebody I remember reading somewhere where uh, somebody had made the the connection of like Spock and Kirk. And their friendship was similar to that of like a human and a dog, if you think mm-hmm. about it. Because Kirk isn't going to live as long as Spock, and right. he's this weird, emotional, crazy thing, and Spock is like all logical and stuff. And I was, mm-hmm. it was one of those where I was like, "That's actually a pretty good one. I like that theory." Yeah. Um, but it's that same kind of dynamic, and you sort of get some of that with mortals and immortals. But this was a different way around, where in this case, the mortal is the one looking for something out of it because he feels like. The there's a safety to that relationship. Yeah. That he and he's he you know he's it's still so fresh in him having lost his his partner. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been nice to have more time with the partner before she died, so that we right. actually cared a little bit more. Like I think what would have been better is to have. Four, five, six, you know, eight episodes where Nick is on the police force mm-hmm. and they're, they're trying to figure out and catch Amanda at stuff before we get the, his partner dies and all yeah. that. Like, that would have been really cool way to do that and have that go. And then he leaves the police force and then he learns mm-hmm. and he learns more about immortals at that point. Like that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. So. I don't know, uh, but at this moment with those two was great. Um, there's some silly stuff in this episode, like, Nick again, Nick following in that Bronco. I love the Bronco. Yeah. I think it's a great vehicle for him, because it fits his personality. It's just this big, dumb oh, truck. Oh, sure. <laughs> but it's, like, seriously, the biggest car in the city, and he's, like, tailing this guy from two car lengths back in it. Like that, mm-hmm. that dude would have noticed. I'm sorry. Um,
1: also, Nick had my two favorite uh, quips in this episode. Okay. The first one was when they were talk after they were talking to Bert and everything. And he was like, um, are you going to do this job or what? Or you could go play Zorro with that guy you're running from. Yeah. I was like one play Zorro, just funny. It's good. And two, setting up that like, Oh, he knows what's going on.
0: Yeah. He He knows she's running from something. he,
1: He understands. Yeah. Um, but then the second one was when he saved her from getting beheaded that first time, <laughs> and he says, uh, "Immortus interruptus." About yes. him getting in the middle of it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that was good. That is hilarious." That was which really also good. made me make one little note: Is it breaking a rule if you're a mortal interfering? Like, does that matter?
0: Well, and it's funny because. Obviously, Highlander sort of makes the rules up as they go. Um, right. And we know the Watchers don't interfere.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: my guess, my best guess that I can come up with is that Immortals are used to mortals not interfering because their battles are one on one. They cannot interfere right. with each other. Right. And so the Watchers just always had that creed of we don't interfere. But clearly, mm-hmm. we saw with Horton that they will interfere and kill Immortals. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a rule in the game necessarily about it. Right. But they're so, like Amanda and them are just so used to it that, they're like, no, mm-hmm. you can't interfere. I have to fight him. And Nick is just like, whatever. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Like, come on, we got to go. <laughs> I did like that.
1: Yeah. And just the whole idea of interfering, I'm like... That was That's one thing that was never really explored in Highlander mm-hmm. that I wish would have gotten something, you know, Joe saying something from the Watcher standpoint of what happens when a, you know, we got the Pompeii thing about what happens when you fight on holy ground. Yeah. What's something else that maybe an interruption caused or something?
0: Well, we'd always get bits and pieces of it, right? Because we'd get like, um, uh, again, Horton or... Uh, there was the one immortal that would, um, bring the pack of dogs around and have the dogs attack. Mm. Um, there was,
1: but I mean like if another immortal interrupted a fight and got, oh, in the middle gotcha. Of
0: it, yeah. You know? I'm not sure. And the clo- the closest thing
1: we had was when Amanda beheaded the one dude instead of Duncan, like right at the end, you know? Yeah. But that wasn't considered an interruption somehow. I think
0: I think what that comes down to, at least the way that I've kind of been understanding it, is it's less a hard and fast rule of like you can't interfere, and it's more of like these are the rules, these these are the guidelines. It's sort of like because in uh, if you remember in Highlander Endgame, there's the whole group fight scene in the loft, where even at that point Duncan says like, "Oh, is this a team sport now?" And the one dude goes, new, you know, new year, new rules, basically. Yeah. So I think it's more of, like, it's just always sort of the uh, the honor amongst immortals that they will right. they will keep their fights to one-on-one. As opposed to the holy ground thing, which is, like, don't do mm-hmm. it because yeah. bad stuff will happen.
1: <laughs> there's guidelines and then there's hard, fast rules.
0: Yeah. Um, I did... Also, there's a couple things. other things I really liked. There's uh, a shot at the beginning of this episode or towards the beginning with Amanda when she drops her shopping bags. She grabs her sword and goes into that alley. Mm-hmm. And it's a handheld shot following her, but it's a wide-angle lens pushed in close so like the, the edges are a little warped. Yeah, And that was such a uh, – it reminded me so much of what Russell Mulcahy did in the original Highlander film. He had a lot of shots like that. He loved to uh, use yeah. those wide angles, push in real tight so everything got a little bit distorted. Not quite mm-hmm. to like Terry Gilliam levels, but right. he would do a little bit of that and did a lot of those handheld or steady cam shots. And I saw that and I was like, that's a cool, like that just makes me, you know, reminds me of the, the first movie, which I thought was neat. Oh, yeah. Um. So that was something I noticed and I really liked. I also, um, because there's a little bit of that uh, that 80s music video feel to it. Mm-hmm. And then I also liked having um, having Nick in his off time playing pickup ball like he was, because yeah. uh, and Paul Johansson was on the Canadian uh, basketball team at one point. Oh wow! Uh, in the late '80s, and the first thing I noticed when they cut to that shot, I was like, "Oh, this dude's played ball. Like he doesn't look awkward, or he doesn't look like an actor trying to play basketball." Yeah. He looked like somebody who knew their way around playing, ba- uh, you know, a basketball court, mm-hmm. and that was nice to see. I like working stuff like that in if you can to a character of something that somebody is naturally good at, um, because yeah. it's just more fun to, to watch, and it makes it feel more real. It's like it's like when you watch a sports movie, and you can tell the person has not played baseball or basketball. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Versus, uh, you know, the actors or the extras that have, or you know, whatever, whatever it is.
1: It, Or if they played an instrument and somebody doesn't or something. Because, you know,
0: know, of course, everything, you know, playing a musical instrument in in something, you're going to be faking it because you're not recording that Mm -hmm. sound right away. But if you know how to play guitar, you can play that guitar, and it looks better than if you've never touched a guitar before and you're just, like, holding one pretend chord and strumming. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like what we talked about on Those Were the Days with the artist, dipping the dipping the ink yeah. and the drawing and all that like
1: mm-hmm. you or know pouring the ink on a pen like nobody ever does
0: yeah like to 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 someone who has no background on that they may or may not notice it but they might kind of look at it a little funny um mm-hmm. you notice it right away and it takes you kind of out of something so it's just nice to yeah. see And i really like that um oh yeah how long was amanda working on that safe Because when they start, he's like, we've got 54 minutes. But he didn't know that Marta was going to get herself out of custody and get back. So how did Mm. he know she was coming unless it took her another hour to get there? In which case, Amanda was trying that safe for almost an hour.
1: Yeah. Well, she did say they messed with it. So she was was having a harder time than normal.
0: Yeah. It was just a weird timeline. And it just made me laugh. Like, okay, what's going on here? I um,
1: also like that one of the security guys noticed the can of soda yeah. on the table yeah, but that didn't cool. say anything about it like oh I guess somebody was in here okay
0: <laughs> and you know I'll come back to also the uh, six airports in the county whatever county they, they happen mm-hmm. to be in but only one helipad only one place where they could possibly get a, a helicopter and not only is there only one place that they can get a helicopter apparently there's only one helicopter pilot and he's running out. Yeah. He's gonna. He won't be there for twenty minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, perfectly timed sure. so that they could show up. It, I, you know, whatever. It's convenient, and I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than the Burt story being tacked on, I thought this was solid. Um, there's things that you could tweak and you could change. Um, like,
1: yeah, I, I don't, do wish we had gotten an actual ending fight with Amanda and Stefan.
0: Yeah, I do. Um, because it, the way
1: they build it up, it feels like we needed that.
0: To see her overcome him because he's supposedly mm-hmm. so much stronger than her. Uh, and that
1: was my my one other qualm with the whole his story is she never had a good comeback for him, which yeah. I find ridiculous because I'm like, how many times did somebody supposedly stronger than Duncan show up?
0: Yeah. You know? no we kind of and the thing is like the first fight with them in that alley I really liked it was it was inventive you know she's grabbing a trash can lid to use as a shield and Mm -hmm. you're seeing both her broadsword fighting and the uh, whether or not it's actually Hapkido the some of the martial arts work yeah as well so I liked that I really liked that first fight because some of
1: those shots that was definitely them. like oh yeah You see her fly off to the side. It's like, oh, that's not a double. That's definitely her.
0: Nice. You know, and she manages to get out of it by running. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, I really enjoyed that first fight. The second one could have been okay, but it was very short. Yeah. And the thing with it is that second one being so short and him getting the upper hand so quickly, Mm -hmm. then to not give us an actual fight at the end is even more of a tease. So there again, if you cut that Burt, extra story off so you don't have the scene in the jail you don't have him and nick talking for nearly as long at the end you can put that time into giving us a little bit more runtime and actually seeing her take now also i wonder how much of it was budget and like well we've had a quickening for the last three episodes yeah that too we uh or two and a half quickenings anyway because one of them wasn't uh we saw mostly from outside the building last week hmm so. Well,
1: heck, it doesn't even... I didn't necessarily need a quickening. I just wanted to see her step up. Yeah. And be better than him in the end. So I didn't necessarily need a whole quickening. Like, they could have just had the fight and her sh- end up showing how good she is and see... Just see his face falter, like, yeah, dang it. Maybe I'm not... Maybe my numbers were wrong. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, and, and to... But- to the point of like uh his character uh play play out the whole calculated uh analytic thing of like ooh nope i messed up yeah you're right mm-hmm. you're absolutely right no uh i didn't really think about it while i was watching the episode but now that you're saying it i i do wish we had gotten that at the end so yeah still it's a stronger episode than last week i think it it melded yeah the mortal realm and immortal realm better by not trying to meld them together for this particular story right they mm-hmm. didn't try to force like oh the the consulate person is actually an immortal like we didn't need that mm-hmm. again we didn't need that type of thing so yeah worked a little bit better um it was nice to see some more chemistry between Paul Johansson and Elizabeth Grayson. Um, still a little yeah. stiff, but much better than the first couple of episodes. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and having a narrative reason for why he's kind of sticking around her was also mm-hmm. nice. So overall, uh, enjoyable and not yeah. too bad. Yeah. Definitely
1: more picking nits this episode than the others.
0: Yeah no it's a, it was a, a a very definite step up from episode three mm-hmm. uh next week we have episode five uh or not next week we won't be here next week next right a week from today uh, as we record this will be Halloween night um so we mm-hmm. will be off next week uh unless we decide did we decide if we're gonna push for a day or no, we were going to skip the week entirely. That's right. Yeah. So we'll mm-hmm. be off next week, uh, but in two weeks when we come back, it will be Season 1, Episode 5, So Shall Ye Reap. Ooh. Uh, an old friend of Amanda's asks her to investigate the allegedly accidental death of his son, a scientist who is working on a top-secret project. And Amanda Ooh. recruits Nick to help her. So... Kind of nice. We get to row reversal a little bit, and now she needs Nixon. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That'll be uh, that'll be in a couple yeah, of weeks. We'll Our next episode. Um, if you uh, enjoy this show, you can watch us record live and uh, and throw ideas at us if you'd like to. Uh, we do that Tuesday mm-hmm. nights, Twitch.tv/slash TV's Always fun. And then the show will come out uh, during the week, usually on Thursdays, um, at uh, Spotify. It's Spotify link, but anywhere you get your podcasts, search for Let's Watch Highlander. Um, you can also go to TVstravis.com. I have a link for it there. Uh, it's pretty easy to find. Yeah. Um, or Spotify podcasts. Uh, search for Let's Watch Highlander. And just find Audie's amazing artwork um, for this season. I love it. Uh, it's it's so great because that stark, that short cut, platinum blonde hair she has mm-hmm. is so iconic for this series. Right. It's funny because I've seen so many pictures uh, over the years of her with that haircut that I think of it and every time I'm watching episodes of Highlander where she shows up and she has the longer hair, especially that first episode, throws me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't work. She needs short hair. (laughs) Her
1: her head's weird it's funny how much after the series she kind of stuck with the the stark white pixie cut.
0: Yeah, it's like with with her hair a different her head doesn't shape and the like, way that you think and like what's going on. But,
1: and like, I'm talking up to like just a couple of years ago. Like I oh remember yeah. seeing Adrian Paul's Twitter thing or some TikTok or something. And he's having dinner with her and it's like, she's got the haircut still. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hey, it works. Um, so yeah, anywhere you find that now I am on all the socials as TVs, Travis, and I love to talk Highlander. I love to talk, uh, um, anything really, uh, hit me up on those, um, anywhere you want. Uh, as tv's travis and audi you're out there on a few of those as well um where can people find you you
1: can find me you can find me at the audi norman excellent so feel free to hit me up on all the nerd stuff movie stuff whatever
0: and also follow and get that art because audi's art is awesome Mm -hmm. books it's really good um so yeah until next time uh and uh episode so shall ye reap just remember um well, she's not a very good safecracker, is she?
1: Immortus Interruptus.
0: Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>